This podcast is sponsored by Bishop F.L. Williams Senior Ministries. Welcome to How We Got Here, where Bishop F.L. Williams Senior dives deep into the challenges and vicissitudes of life and reminds listeners of their God-given rights to live the abundant life. Join the conversation with your host, Bishop Williams, as he coaches listeners to reign, rule, and dominate. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to How We Got Here. I'm F.L. Williams coming to you live from the recorded studios here at Tabernacle Praise Church at 850 Woodrow Avenue, historic Selma, Alabama. It is so good to have you with us tonight. Uh, it's just good to be here. I'm glad to have you. If you don't mind, please, ma'am, please sir, hit the share button and share this with some, with other people. I believe it's going to be a blessing to them because there's a word I want to share with you tonight. I, I believe it's going to challenge you. I hope it does. And uh, we've got to make a choice. Um, God is no respect to persons, but he does respect faith. God no respect to a person, but he does, uh, he does respect faith. Uh, we are justified by faith. We are uh, we we, 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 we accept being righteous by faith, not by feelings or emotions, but we're by faith. And so tonight, I want to talk about choosing sides. We, we how we got to this point where we've chosen sides, be it be it the uh, the way of God or the way of the world. We talked about it last week, but there's so much stuff happening. So many things going on, and and so many challenges to uh, to 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 what we believe to be faith, uh, or to be our faith. We got to contend for the faith. You got to fight for what you believe. The word of God said, "The kingdom suffers self uh, and the violent taketh it by force." We we have to make we have to choose sides. We got to choose sides. Before I get into that tonight, but we got to where we were because we chose side. What was what was wrong? In order for you to go from what was wrong to accepting something being right now, is because of which your size, and you cannot, you cannot be straddle the fence, and and for too long we have been straddling the fence, and and, and we want to we want it both ways. We can't have it, but we we can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, no, God is partial toward me, or God partial toward them. No, God is impartial. God is just right. He's not on your side in terms of of, of you being the only one that's right. God is on right what is right. He is what is right. And we got to this point tonight, uh, tonight, my brothers and sisters, as we come to you every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time is because we made decisions that are affecting our lives. And the decision you make tonight, you make tomorrow. Every every decision affects the next the next one you got to make. It always does. And we're going to get tonight. So hit that share button. I'm going to get right into this because I'm I'm fired up and ready to go. I want to give you what, what I believe is on my heart to share with you. And we begin each Monday night with Acts chapter 17, <clears throat> verse 26. So when you think you're different than anybody else, when you think you're superior to anyone else, all of us came from one blood. Let's read it. Acts chapter 17, verse 26, read. It has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. And hath determined the time before appointed and the bounds of the habitation, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. Hath determined the time before appointed and the bound of the habitation. You're not you're not above anybody else, you're not beneath anyone else. You're not super special and, and everyone else is. No. We all came from one blood. From one blood. One. That's what the word says. All right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Earth was without form and void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. And God said, Let there be light. And you go on down to Genesis 1 26, 27, he says, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. 
and, and let him have dominion of the fish of the sea to follow the air, everything that creepeth, everything that swims in the water. Even he gave dominion over them. He then at the end he tells them, be fruitful and multiply. Now, so we all from one blood. If 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 I'm special, you're special. If I'm not, then you're not, because we all came from the same blood. <clears throat> it doesn't matter how far you think you've fallen from this or that, or, or you you strayed away from that. One blood. One. So then, okay, I felt Williams, how do we get to this point where we are now? It because we call it choices. Uh, excuse me, we call it uh curses, generational curses or or this or that. And I call it generational decisions and choices. Because you are you are a culmination or a composite of all of your choices. I'm gonna say it again. Your life is and will be based upon the compile a compilation of all of your choices, what you choosing to do. The word says, choose ye this day. You remember <clears throat> Joshua said this, <clears throat> excuse me, and the people were, 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 were in and out and who they're gonna serve. Joshua came to him and told him, of course, he said, Choose ye this day. Whom you will serve, be the be, be, be uh, the Lord God, or choose the God to the other side that your father served on the side of the river. He said, "But as for me and my generation, we gonna serve the Lord. If it seem evil now, if it seem evil for you to serve God, choose you then who you will serve. But as for me, <coughs> excuse me, and my house or my generation, we gonna serve the Lord. And so th this is where we are." And, 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 and the choices we're making, we are calling them generational curses. But it's come from generational teaching. I want to call it generational teaching. So I'm going to tie this tonight, generational teaching. You are where you are because of generational teaching. <clears throat> Excuse me. Be it good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. You are the composite of generational teaching. Be you getting that teaching from home, someone, uh, the community, educational settings, somewhere along the way, you have compiled your beliefs, you have compiled your philosophies, you have compiled your perception because of teaching. And I'm going to call it generational teaching. Look at what's happening. Look, look, look at what the culture today. The culture shifts to more ungodliness because of teaching. It's not no need for have. There's no need for morals. Everybody is entitled to their own thing, and this is how we got to this point. No, there's some absolute rights, and there's some absolute wrongs. But but now watch this. Now when it comes to Christendom, when it comes to uh, Christians or believers, we've already made a choice to follow God. So therefore, therefore, it's it's, it's not strange for us to want to follow the teaching of Christ or the kingdom principles. But what happens when we do not follow kingdom principles? We open ourselves up to all of the world's system. And, and so we, instead of calling a generation, I mean, uh, everybody's struggling financially. No, if, if I was born, born, we were born into poverty, we were, we just didn't know we was in poverty because we thought that was a way of life. Everybody lived that way. Everybody around us seemed to have the same kind of stuff, same kind of things that they had. We had, or we didn't see that it as being a poverty, which we were in. However, however, the teaching that we got pointed us in a direction to want more and to do more. And every generation is supposed to point the next generation to more. And so it's not generational curses that we are that we are really struggling with. What's the spirit put on? I know that's spirits. I understand that. But there were spirits around us too. 
those spirits that we grew up in, but those spirits did not direct us, but it came from culture. It, it came from generational teaching. Train up a child. That's the word. Train up a child in the way it should go. When you get old, it will not depart from it. Mm -hmm. He tells us, train up a child. So when I don't train a child up in the way he should go, he's going to go in the way he is led to go. And I, I, I say it again. When we don't teach discipline, when we don't teach respect, we are harming the child. We are, we are, we are really binding that child up. We are making success go from him or her. I can prove that. Now, again, I, I love this text. I, I, I love it. I love it. When, Paul's, when Paul said in Ephesians 6 and 1, that is a prescription for success. If you take it, it'll accomplish what it set out to do. This is just, just put somewhere in the notes. So Ephesians six and one is a is a prescription prescription for success. God says I will give it to you, but you got to take it. It the pharmacist has your name on that prescription, and it will not benefit you until you go get it and take it. But He gives us a prescription for success. Now watch what He says here in Ephesians six and one. He said this: Children, so listen now. Listen, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. This is right. For this is right. The Amplified says just. It is just and right. Verse 2. Why? Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Otherwise, he said, if you do this, I promise you something. That's the first commandment with a promise. The first, the first commandment with a promise. This is what Paul said. So he tells the children, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Second verse says, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. See, parents, all of us, grandparents, uncles, nephews, nieces, cousins, whoever they're, cousin them, you are not requested. You, it's not suggested. It is not implied. It is commanded. Commanded that children honor their parents. Commanded. Not suggested, not suggested, not implied, not uh. A uh, 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 hoped or uh, wished, it is a direct command. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Second verse: Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And and that is it's not it's not implied, not suggested, not a uh, 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 wished or uh, hoped that you would do. You are commanded to teach. I am commanded to teach. We are commanded to teach that our children walk in honor to their parents, to their mother and father. It's before you give to the coach, before you give to the teacher, before you give to the, even give to the preacher. The first honor should be to your parents, children. That's all of us. No matter how old your parents are, you owe that to them. It is commanded. I couldn't just stop honoring my parents when, when I got to be grown. I couldn't stop out of my parents because I had my own family. They're still my parents. Paul said, honor your father and your mother. Verse three. Now, here's why. Verse three. Here's why. That it might be well with thee. That it might be well with thee. And that thou mayest live long on the earth. That's King James. Listen to the Amplifier. The Amplifier says, that all may be well with you and that you may live a long, uh, live, live long on the earth. Now, this is how the New Living Translation, the NLT. NLT gives it even better. 
uh, Ephesians 6 and 3. Now, listen to what the NLT says. I want you to hear this because it, 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 it highlights it even more in Jesus' name. And it says this. He says, and what? And he said, now, if you honor your father and mother, children, listen to what he said. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on the earth. Do you see that? Do you see what he just said? In the the New Living Translation, Ephesians 6 and 3, he says, if you honor your father and mother, things will go well with you and you will live long on the earth. So when we don't, demand, not suggest, not hope, not ask for. When we demand honor from our children, they can have long life and it will be well with them. You see what he said? He said that things will go well with you and you will have long life on the earth. But if you don't, uh, if you don't command it, then you're, short, you're shortchanging the children. You are making children suffer or struggle needlessly because we didn't demand, we didn't demand that they honor us. Do you see that? It's the first command with a promise. So what we call generational curses uh, or generational poverty is, could it be that the honor's not there? God can't lie. He can't take his word back. He can't, he can't, he can't reduce it down. He can't water it down to fit us. This is how you and I, this is how we got to where we are. The title is, you know, every week is how we got here. We got here because we, 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 who, who's God? What God are we serving? Who changed the rules? Who made it the way it is? Uh, I'm telling you, we, we, we gotta, we gotta demand. It's not optional. It's not optional. We call it generational curse. I call it decisions and choices. If I don't train up the way they should go, should I complain about the way they go? Should we be complaining tonight about the state of our young people, the state of, of, of America, when we have not, we have not taught, taught them the way they should go? If we leave it up to themselves, anything left to itself goes, gets out of control. Anything left to itself gets out of control. Anything left to itself gets out of control. We all need boundaries. We all need guidelines. We all need guidance. We all need directions. You're not born know what to do. You're not born uh, uh, knowing how to act or what or react. You are. We are taught behavior. And America's in the shape it's in. The world's in the shape it's in because we have not, excuse me, we, we, for some reason, we, I guess the way we were raised became old school, became old fogey. But right is never wrong, and wrong is never right. Never. So when we don't demand, so things that we're calling generational curses, could it be that it's just generational choices and decisions? Let's go to Galatians with me now. I'm going to show you this. I did this before, but I'm just led to talk about it again. Galatians chapter 4. 
Galatians chapter number four. Now listen to this teaching that Paul said here. All right, let's see. I'm sorry, it's, 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 it's uh, a generation of four. I think it's what I want. Uh, no, that's not what I need. Just give me a second. <laughs> we'll get there. I, it's chapter three. I'm sorry, Galatians chapter three. Now listen to this. Now I, I want to give you this because I want to. I want. I want to combat that thing that says that we're still fighting generational curses. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. This is what he says in, 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 in Galatians chapter 3. And look at verse number uh, 11. Galatians 3, 11. I, I, listen to what he said now. That no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. 12. The law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Curse coming on you not keeping the law. Or the law that's a, that was some curse attached to it if you didn't do this or that. If you didn't do this, this could happen. I'm going to prove it to you. Again, he said this. Christ has redeemed us. Christ has redeemed, purchased us. From the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone hanging on a tree. If I got that, that the blessings of Abraham may come on the Gentiles that might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. All right? Now, 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 so do you see now, so what did Christ do? He redeemed us from the curse of the law, right? He had redeemed us from the curse of the law. He, uh, I got to give you one more. You got to get this. Now go to Deuteronomy chapter number 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. And look at verse number. Um, mm, look at verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. I'm, I'm trying to show you something now. We call them generational curses, but they're choices we made. Now, and, and now the curse came if they didn't obey God. They walked out, did certain things, but Christ has repurchased you from that. Let's read what he said in Deuteronomy 30 and 19. I call heaven and earth to record it there against you, that I, might, that I, I set before you blessings, I'm sorry, life and death, blessings and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and thy seed may live. Now, this is Old Testament. He said, I'm placing for you uh, life and death, blessings and cursing. Blessings and I'm placing before you life and death, blessings and cursing. He said this. He said, now, therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. So do you see now the choices we make are affecting what then in Old Testament could affect the children. Now, same thing applies today, but, it, but, but a curse is not on us. We just read to you Galatians chapter 3. I'm going to read it again. Galatians 3. Now you saw what happened here. He said, I place for you blessings, life and death, blessings and curse. Choose life, therefore, uh, therefore that both thy seed, thou and thy seed may live. You see that? Then, then, then verse 20 says, 
that, that thou may love the Lord thy God and do that, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land where the Lord swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. He said, now you get this if you obey me. I put blessings and curses, he said, before thee. Right? You see that. But now look, but Jesus became the curse. Whatever the law produced upon us for not keeping it, Jesus became it. The curse. Became the curse. That, that, that's in the law. Galatians 3 and 13. Christ has redeemed it. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You see that? Being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. When he got nailed to Calvary, everything else that was against us was taken away. He blotted them out. Everything that was against you. It's the choices we make now. It's the choices we make, saints. It's the choices we make. If we don't choose to train our children up, then they fall into the rut. If we don't, if we don't choose to make them honor us, then they can't get the long days and long life that God promised, promised them. That's not that not that's choices we make. Do you see that? Galatians three and 15, three and thirteen in the New Living Translation, the NLT says this. We just read to you King James. This is what the NLT says. Christ has redeemed. Um, sorry, New Living Translation. 13 says, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoings, our wrongdoing, for it is written in the scriptures. Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. You and I are a composite of what our choices are. If I choose not to eat, I will starve. That ain't a curse. If I choose not to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior and be led astray by the enemy, that's not a curse. That's a choice. Whosoever will let him, whosoever will let him come. Come unto me, all you that are laborers and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me. So in other words, he's telling us the choices we make. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. That's what Joshua said. All right. So um, again, let's read. Let's read Galatians three and three and thirteen in the New Living Translation. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the tree, he took upon himself the curse for our own doing. For it is written in the scriptures. Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Choices. If I choose to get behind the wheel, intoxicated, and I harm myself or others, and if my son does it later on, or my daughter does it, you can't put, you can't put, you can't attribute that that to curses. You got to attribute that to choices they made by getting behind the wheel, intoxicated. You are not a curse. Okay, what nobody tell you? No. Either Jesus freed us or he did not. Choices we make. Now go to Colossians with me. Colossians. I'm almost, I'm almost finished. Colossians chapter number 
um, two. And look at verse number, uh, really, really verse, beginning verse number eight. Colossians chapter two, verse eight. He says this, be well as any man spoil you through philosophy and feign deceit after the tradition of men at the rulers of the world and not of Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Uh, 10. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and power. Otherwise, God, everything God is dwelleth in Christ. And everything Christ is dwelleth in us by his spirit. Okay? Everybody, everybody, that's, that's text. See the text, right? Then look at verse verse 12. I'm sorry, verse 11. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands on your heart and putting off the body of sin of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. 12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through faith of the operation of God, which uh, who has raised him from the dead. When, when Christ went into, went into the tomb, Everything, everything was against you went to the tomb. When Christ arose, all that Christ had was risen, risen with him, was raised with him. He now sits at the right hand of the Father, and nothing that was against you before his death is against you now. We call them curses, we call them choices. And, 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 and then the teaching you get. Every one of us, even today, the teaching you get help you make decision. Everything you do is it, it helps you make decision. Okay, now look at verse um, fourteen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Finish reading thirteen. And you being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened? Hath he quickened with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses? Having forgiven you, believers, all you, having forgiven you, believers, all your trespasses. 14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against you, against us, which was contrary to us. And he took it out of the way, nailing it to Calvary, or to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made us show them openly, triumphing over them in it. So, everything that's against you was taken to Calvary, nailed there, went into his tomb, got up on the third day, and nothing now has a, has a hold on you. Just read you Galatians three and 15, three and thirteen. He became, oh, he became a curse for you. Being made a curse for you. You're not cursed anymore, but you got choices you make. Just a couple more, few more minutes. Now go to Genesis with me, chapter 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 three. Genesis three, one of my favorite teaching here as well. You're getting all of my favorite stuff tonight. <laughs> all my favorite stuff tonight. Now, look at chapter 3 of Genesis. Choices. Now, there was no curse in the garden. Adam and Eve was free, free, free will, but they were so connected to God, there wasn't a thing about a curse. But look what happened when they had choices. Genesis chapter three, verse one. Now the servant was sold in the beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, he said to the woman, yea, hath God said, ye should not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the servant, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, 
but the fruit of the tree was in the midst of the garden. God hath said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, the choice was to obey God or to obey what the serpent was saying. That was a choice. That was not a curse. That wasn't a curse. That was a choice. That wasn't a curse. That was a choice. That was not a curse. That was a choice. They listen, they listen, listen to the next verse. He says in verse 4, the servant said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as God's, small G-O-D, knowing good and evil. There was no evil to know. It was all what God had commanded, but prior to this time, the choice had not been made. The ch- for, for, for our children to go astray is that they get choices. For our children to not to obey us or God, it's choices they make. But I'm telling you, your choice is shaped by you hearing and seeing stuff. What we call generational curses, I call it generational teaching or lack thereof. I'm going to say it again. I call it generational teaching or the lack thereof. Now watch this. Verse six. When the woman and when the woman saw, now she had been seeing that, that she knew that tree, she knew what the tree was. But when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desired to make one wise, here's what happened. Here come the choice that brought on the consequences. We call it generational curses, but I call it generational teaching or lack thereof. But the choices brings on the consequences. Consequences don't show up without the choice. Choice, then the consequences. The choice, then the consequences. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever man soweth, that shall he also reap. You agree? Now watch this. Then verse 7. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She, she, when the, verse 6, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, did eat, and gave also to her husband, and with, with her, and he did eat. She made a choice to eat the fruit that she was forbidden from eating. Agree? She made a choice to eat the fruit which she was not supposed to eat. Everybody agree? I mean, I, I, I got to quit. I only have about, about five minutes. Maybe, maybe a couple of minutes. Give me a couple of minutes. Can you do that? Now listen. She saw the food good for food. She saw the tree was pleasant uh, to the eye. She saw the tree was designed to make one wise. And she took the fruit and ate and then gave also to her husband and with her and he ate, he did eat. Here come the problem. Here come the problem that you can harm yourself and your family from the choices. But then they have choices whether they're going to continue that way or not today. We know Genesis 3, um, Galatians 3 and 13 says he became a curse for us. We're not under the curse anymore. He became cursed. He, he became the curse for us. Colossians says all the handwriting orders have been taken away. He blotted them out. They ain't, excuse me, between God and us, it, ain't, it don't exist. Christ is in the middle where you were broken down at one time. Verse 7, and the eyes of them both were opened. And they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made them of themselves aprons. You don't think that's what's happening in the world today? Look at our music our kids have to listen to all the time. Listen to the lyrics our kids have to listen to all the time. And we don't know why they're saying what they're saying. Look what they're downloading to their brains. I mean, you got junior high kids and high school kids eating 
uh, uh, gummies laced with fentanyl or, or some other 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 hideous drug, and 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 harming their bodies and their minds or or having them incapacitated. Those are generational curses. That those are choices. Then you get addicted, and what you call a, a curse is an addiction. It's a different. A, 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 a curses come from on the outside in. Addictions are inside out. So we're calling curses. It could be an addiction that we have. As a curse of you doing this or that. No, no. Could it be that it's the choices we're making? That's how we got. This how America got where it is. The nation that sinners shall be turned into hell, and all nations that forget God. That's the word. That is the word of God. So that both the eyes came open. Listen, the eyes came open. The eyes came open. Their eyes came open. Adam and Eve's eyes came open. Verse 7, watch what it said. And they both were naked. Oh, they saw they were naked. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. Now, here's what happened. Now, here, here come God. Verse 8. And they heard the voice of God, of the Lord God, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Not unusual. They knew that. They had already seen it before. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now they're trying to hide because of choices. Not, no, you, you, listen, this is all before Christ, right? This is all before Christ. This is, this, this is before grace. Agree? And so Adam and Eve made choices to eat what God told them not to. You move on to chapter 4. When Cain killed, when, when Cain killed Abel, Cain slew Abel. Because of choice. He chose what how to give an offering. He chose to get upset with his brother. You know, it's not a curse because we fight all the time. You just like your daddy. You, that's a curse. All y'all fight just like it. Y'all just a curse. There ain't no curse, it's decision. We choose to do this. We choose to engage or we choose, or we choose to walk away. What we call generational curses, my folks, my brothers and sisters, just generational choices. And that's how we got to where we are. This is how we got here tonight. Choices we make on the regular. On the regular. On the record. Now listen. So, verse eight, and and and, and then Adam and his wife. And then verse nine, and the Lord called to Adam and said, "Where are you?" And look at this. Look what he said in verse ten. I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid, and because I was naked, I hid myself. And then he says to the woman, uh, and, and he says, "Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree where I command you not to eat of?" And Adam said, "No, the woman you gave me, she made me do it." Listen, listen. He de he deferring responsibilities. He said, the woman you gave me, she made me, she gave to me and I ate. The woman you gave me. The woman you gave, in other words, God, you gave it to me. I would have done it, you didn't give it to me. He tells, then he asked the woman, uh, what, what uh, to whom hast thou gave it to be with me? That was Adam said. And the Lord said to the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the servant beguiled me. Choices. Generational choices now that make us have generational struggles. Because we keep doing the same thing. Just because you do the same thing I do, don't mean I'm, I got a, there's a curse that you got a curse I got. It simply means that you're making the same decision I'm making. Born in the poverty don't mean you're gonna be poor all your life. I'm a witness to that. Born in the poverty, but don't. But I'm not. I'm not in poverty anymore. Choices we made, so we won't have to go into poverty. That's how I to go to school. Get, get, hope get, at that time, get a decent education so that I can uh, uh, one day take care of our family. But those choices. If I choose not to do that, then if I struggle, is that, is that a curse or is it my choice? I think it's generational choices. That's in my opinion. 
That's my opinion. And after then, 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 so, so after, after he ate the fruit, God came to Adam and said, the woman you gave me, woman said the servant beguiled me. Now watch what God did. And God gave, and God sent to the servant, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field, above thy ability as thou go, and thus thou shalt eat all days of thy life. God did not curse man. He cursed the serpent. Cursed the lamb, but not man. Now watch, watch this. And then verse 15. I'm sorry, detail the serpent put in between you and the woman. And then verse 16 says to the woman, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception, and sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Listen how that reads in New Living Translation, 16. I mean, uh, the, uh, uh, Amplify, I'm sorry, Amplify. And the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your grief and your suffering in pregnancy and the pains of childbearing will spasm and distress. You will bring forth children, yet your desire and craving will be for your husband and he will rule over you. That's what, that's, that's what he told them. Now, Christ came. So whatever was, was out of whack before Christ, Christ put it back, put us back in good standing with the Father. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. He made a curse for us. All right? In verse 17, he says to Adam, Because thou hast hearkened to the voice of, the, of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree which I command thee, thou shalt not eat it. Um, he said, Cursed is the ground for your sake, and sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of your life. So, in other words, the ground got cursed because of what man did, and that's what makes it a struggle sometimes to even grow your stuff and do things. But today, when Moses got the law, when the curse was on the law, Christ came back and redeemed us from those things. So guys, it's just choices we're making. Your daughter and your son is not doing things called the curse that you have. No, it's the choices they got. And when we don't require them to honor us, we hamstring them. We, we shortchange them. And we're short-circuiting we short, short, short their future. That's Bible. So tonight, we are where we are tonight because we're doing what we're doing. That's, 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 that's what that is. That's what that is. That's the way I see it tonight on how we got here. I hope you were thinking, no, your children are not going to be cursed. They're not going to smoke because you smoked. They're not going to steal because you stole. That's not in them. In other words, they don't steal in gene, but there's a behavior that is learned. That if it's reinforced, you keep doing it over and over again. Train up a child and we should go and we get old and not depart from it. That's the word of God. Hey, thank you for tonight. I appreciate you taking your time to tune in tonight to how we got here. This is what I believe God put on my heart to share with you on this Monday evening. Be blessed. Be back next week. Another word, whatever he put on my heart to share with you how we got here. But this is how we got here. It's choices, not curses, but choices. All right. Have a good rest of the week. I pray you come back soon with me next week. Until that time, you stay safe, stay blessed. God bless you. We hope you are blessed by today's message and will be encouraged to share it with someone you know. To catch all the latest from Bishop Williams, please visit flwilliams.org. That is E-F-F-E-L-L-Williams.org. Thank you for listening. We look forward to you joining us next time.